John chapter 20, if you would like to turn there with me. Just give me about 10 or 15 minutes and we'll give you what's on our heart. Most of you probably won't go to bed till midnight anyway, so. John chapter 20. We've said it to you many times in recent months and we'll continue saying it so that way we can understand scripture better, but we know there's one gospel for gospel writers and we've said it many times, um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what we like to call the synoptic gospels. They're very similar in style, but John is totally different than the other three. He portrays Jesus as the son of God and he uses the entire book to try to explain John 1.1. In the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. And he uses his entire book plus 1st, 2nd, 3rd John to try just to back up John 1.1. And he even himself at the end of John said these, and there are also many other things which Jesus did the which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Basically what he's saying was, I tried my best to exhaust John 1.1 and I still can't do it. If I'd write for the rest of my life, I still wouldn't be able to exhaust John 1.1. But in John chapter 20, he tells us why he is writing what he writes. And this isn't the text, but but it gets us to where we're going. Verse 31 says, but these are written. What are these? These, The verses, John 1.1 through John 20.30. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. He said, the reason I'm writing this, all these things I've written to you so that you'll believe. I don't think there's any worse sin, hear me out, than the sin of unbelief. You realize how you limit God's potential in your life because you simply don't believe? My, my sermon tonight is entitled this, Don't Miss It. That's my theme for 2024, Don't Miss It. And the reason you'll miss it is because you don't believe. And we find this right in our text tonight. And the text I'm going to read to you is verse 24, and that's all we're going to read. But Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Because if you miss it, you may miss exactly what you need. And may I go on to say, don't miss him. Because if you miss him, you miss everything you need. I, um, this, I, I may be getting on a little soapbox here, but I think I've got, I've got some backing. I sure hope I do tonight. but I still can't find and I still can't justify a reason to miss going to church. I, uh, well, that's a great way to start a message in it. Way to get everybody on your, on your side. Let me preface this by saying, if you think that we want you coming here, if you're sick, please, we're crazy. If we think that if you're sick, please stay home. 
Okay. I'm going to preface that. If you're unable to get out because of physical disability, we understand that. God understands that. But if you're just lazy and you don't want to come, you're like Thomas. Thomas didn't have a head problem. He had a heart problem. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thomas had a heart problem and he missed it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Thomas missed it. Now I have, we could debate and as a, an evangelist, uh, you know, George can, can back me up. Good to have George Holly with us tonight. But George can back me up. Sometimes us evangelists like to imagine some things. And I would love to insert some things in here as to why Thomas didn't come. You know, I could say something like, uh, you know, he had family over. <laughs> or he was just too tired. I, I could say something like that. I could say, you know, he's taking his 20th vacation this year. And, uh, and he couldn't come. I could say something like that, but I won't. Because we really don't know. We don't know why he didn't come when Jesus showed up. Now, you all know the setting, right? If you don't, let me, let me just run over it real quick. Jesus is a, a, a resurrected from the dead. And John makes this very clean. He's, he's very simple in his writing. A, a fourth through a sixth grader can understand John's reading. And so he writes it out very simply for all of us and explains it. And so here, here he is, he's, he's resurrected. He's shown himself to some people. And we know that verse 19 says, the same day at evening being the first day of the week. So it's Sunday night, just like this. It's Sunday night. His closest followers are locked up in a room somewhere. They're not having watch night service. They're not having cake. They're not having punch. They're not watching a football game. They are running for their life because they thought if they killed our leader, they're going to kill us. So here they are in a room. And then all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. But there's only 10. We know Judas is already left and he's gone because he's a disgrace. He's a disappointment. But Thomas isn't there. Most people call him Doubting Thomas because of his unbelief. So we'll put that in there. He was a doubter. Maybe that's the reason why he wasn't with the others. Maybe he just went on to say, you know what? He taught us that he would rise again. And I haven't seen him, so I'm just going to stay home. There's nothing else better to do. But here they were. We don't, again, we do not know why. But we, there's no reason to debate why he didn't show up. The fact is, he wasn't there. And he missed it. He missed it. What did he miss? Five things real quick and we'll go home. Here's the first thing he missed. He missed peace. When he didn't show up where his friends were assembled, when Jesus came, he missed peace. You say he did? Yeah, because look what Jesus said. In verse 19, the same day and evening, in the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Jesus, stood in the midst, and saith unto them, peace be unto you. Thomas missed it. He missed it. 
Now I know I'm taking this and I, I was able to teach our Sunday school class this morning and we taught on context. So I'm taking, forgive me uh, Sunday school class, but I'm taking this out of context just a little bit. But I'm giving you a picture here. Picture this assembly as a church house. And this is what you miss if you don't show up. I want our goal in 2024 to be not to miss coming to church. Because you miss things when you're not here. I know, we, again, we can't get here. Sometimes work prevents it. Sometimes we're sick. Sometimes we have disability and we can't make it. And we have live stream. Thank God for the work that goes into that. I'm telling you, thousands and thousands all over this world watch Rubyville Community Church every week and we have embraced that and we thank God for that. But I'm talking about people that can come and won't come because they are a spiritual Thomas. But you're gonna miss it. And the first thing you'll miss is peace. And there is nothing greater, there's a no, no greater asset in this entire Christian life than to have peace. How many of you can agree with me tonight? Well, well, come on, let's go to church. Listen, there's no greater thing to lay your head down at night knowing that you have peace with God and peace with others and peace with yourself. Listen, folks, if you don't have peace, you, you, you'll look older than your age. If you don't have peace, you'll think everyone's talking about you. Without peace, you'll lay down at night, but but you won't sleep a wink. Without peace, you'll have a great meal in front of you, but you won't have an appetite. Without peace, you can sit in front of the TV with thousands of channels, but you can't find anything to watch. Without peace, you can have a car in the driveway, but you don't feel like going anywhere. I'm telling you what, folks, there's something about having peace. And Thomas missed it. He missed his opportunity to have peace. And I challenge you this year, if you truly, this word peace in the Greek is what it literally means is a calmness within. And I can look at people here tonight that I know what you're going through. You've told us privately to pray for you, not to, not to publicly mention things. And I know what you're going through and yet I can look at your face and you have a sweet smile on your face. The presence of God is all around you. You've got peace, why? Because you know God has showed up and he's with you. Peace. What else did he miss? He missed proof. Proof. Verse 20. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Amen. He said, just in case you need proof that I am who I said I am, look at my hands and look at my side. Here's the proof. Thomas doubted and he missed an opportunity to by faith see the risen Savior. Listen folks, I don't know about you and I know God can show up in many places. He's omnipresent. I have felt him in my car. I have felt him on a bass boat. Somebody say amen right there. I'm sure some of you have felt him out in a deer stand. I have felt him in a, in a restaurant of eating with others and, and having, I felt him in a hospital room praying for others, but I'm telling you, there's no greater presence of God felt than at the house of God. And this is where we get proof. You say, how do you get proof? You're the proof. 
You're the proof that God can make a way where there is no way. You're the proof that God is a healer. You're the proof that you keep praying for your family and they get saved. You're the proof to me that God is still God and he is who he said he was. I'm so thankful tonight that when we come to the house of God, we're proven once again, he is the Lord. Just in case you don't believe, he shows up and does something miraculous. Aren't you thankful for that assurance? Let's move on. He, he shows us peace. He missed peace. He missed proof. But he also missed praise. And at the end of verse 20, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. The word glad is to rejoice exceedingly. So that means when Jesus showed up in their presence and showed him that he had risen from the dead, they didn't say, well, glory to God, praise Jesus. No, they rejoiced exceedingly. Why? Because Jesus had said, destroy this temple and I'll raise it up. They hadn't seen him yet, but when he walked in the room, hallelujah, it was proof. Hallelujah, and they began to praise him. And the least we can do to an almighty God that has showed up time and time again, that has showed up in our midst at this church house, the least we can do is offer our praise. Hallelujah. Thomas missed it. He missed his opportunity to praise. He missed the proof. He missed the peace. But look at this. He also missed his purpose. Look what Jesus said in verse 21. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you as my father has sent me, even so send I you. God gave the 10 a purpose. Thomas didn't receive that purpose, but God gave it to the 10 that showed up. Folks, I'm telling you, we seek for wisdom and guidance. We seek for God's will in our life. And it feels like to me, we wanna go everywhere else but the house of God to find his will. We'll seek out the help of others. There's nothing wrong with that. We'll go and post it and say, hey, what are, what are your recommendations uh, to, for the will of God in my life? And no doubt you'll get a bunch of lunatics that'll try to tell you what the will of God is for your life. Don't, the, the worst thing, listen, listen, child of God, the worst thing, one of the worst things you can do is frustrating the will of God in somebody's life. Even though you may feel it, even though you may see it, and even though you may sense it, unless God strikes you over the head with a hammer and says, tell them and show them, stay away from them. Let's be honest. How many of you knew before Samuel Lohr accepted the call to preach that he was gonna preach? Raise your hands. Be honest, of course. But I dare not get in the way I dare not get in the will of God because there's been a lot of people over the years that have not been called by God, but they've been called by mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. And their ministry was a firework and faded away. You say, why is that so important? You me tell you why it's important? Because when you're driving isolated roads and you're in the truck by yourself and you think you just 
you just dropped a bomb and you didn't, you didn't preach nothing, you didn't do good and you just feel like a failure and you want to give up. Sometimes the only thing you have to lean back on is the time when the Holy Spirit of God spoke to your heart and says, preach the word, preach the word, preach the word. And guess where I found it? I didn't find it in a recliner in my house. I didn't find it on the couch. I didn't find it in the bedroom. I found the will of God at the house of God. This is where I came to find my purpose. Don't miss it. The very service you stay home could be the very service God intended for you to show you his will for your life. Don't miss it. But Thomas missed it. He missed his purpose. He missed missed the chance to praise. He missed the proof. He missed the peace, but also notice this, he missed the power. Because on Jesus' way out, look at what he did. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they, sh- they are retained. Listen, before he left the room, before he left their presence, he breathed on them and they received the Holy Ghost. What was that Holy Ghost for? It was the Holy Ghost for them to receive the power that they would need to be able. Without the Holy Ghost, Peter wouldn't have been able to preach at Pentecost. Without the Holy Ghost, they wouldn't have been able to do what God had called them to do. Folks, I'm telling you, you miss it when you miss church. He misses power. And how dare we live any day without the power of God on our life. And the power of God is manifested in several ways. We don't have time to go into all that. But the power of God is just not how loud you shout or preach a sermon. The power of God is not how long you pray. The power of God is how we live. The power of God is what we should strive for. And if anything, Rubyville needs to strive for and to pray for in 2024 is the power of God on your life. I pray for it for you individually because when it's individually, it'll automatically come corporately. The power of God. But verse 24 says, Thomas was not with him. He missed it. He missed it. Well, I could leave you with that. Great way to say Happy New Year, right? But here's the good news. As we see so many times in the life of Jesus, he came back to church. It was about a week later. I want you to notice something. If something wouldn't have happened in those eight days, I don't think Thomas would have even came back the second time. But look at what happened. Verse 25, and I'm closing. The other disciples therefore said unto him, who's him? Thomas. We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, put my finger to the print of the nails and thrust my hand to his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, there they were again, 
Thomas was there this time. And Jesus came again and said, peace. Thomas missed it the first time. But you know why he showed up the next time? It was because he had some friends that wouldn't shut up and told him, guess what happened at the house? (laughs) You missed it, Thomas. Guess what? Guess who showed up? Guess who showed up at the house? Jesus Christ. Now we read by that and we, we and they said unto him, oh yeah, they told him. No, you have to understand. The word said in the Greek means to break silence, but it's in the imperfect tense, which means they didn't say it just once. It means they kept repeating it over and over and over again. They didn't stop until Thomas understood exactly what he missed. You know the way to get the house full again? It's for you and you and you to start telling people, guess what you missed? Look at what you missed. Jesus showed up and you weren't there. But guess what? If you show up next week, he's going to show up too. And you can get your prayer answered, but you can't miss it this time. You can't miss it. See, folks, we got to, this is a little bit of a wise as serpents, harmless as doves, but we, we have to be a little, a little wise and a little sneaky when it comes to inviting people to church. Because what you do is, Oh, you should have been there Sunday. You missed it. And they said, well, what happened? Don't tell them. (laughs) They can't stand it. I know it's going to be hard. It's like having a surprise gift and you want to get, I'm terrible at that, by the way. Don't ever tell me something you want to keep secret. I'm kidding. But yeah, I said, oh, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. You're just going to have to come and experience it for yourself. And they won't be able to stand it. But you're the reason, you're the way to get more people into this house. Your pastors can only do so much. But really, and I say this, because we do all we can to invite people and to advertise and to market, if I can use that word, the Rubyville community, market the Lord to bring them to this house and to other places around this area that still preach the word. But our main responsibility is to preach to the people that you bring in here. So you're not without responsibility. You bring them here. We'll preach to them. We'll see them saved. We'll see lives changed. And folks, I'm telling you, don't miss what God's going to do in 2024. Let's stand to our feet.